Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Richard Haynes, broker here at Manhattan Pacific Realty in the South Bay of Greater Los Angeles, where we specialize in residential real estate from Palace Verdes to Manhattan Beach. We've got a special episode today because we are finally bringing on guests to the show. Our first ever guest is with Case Dolan of CBRE. He's an industrial real estate expert and South Bay resident through and through who is currently a Palace Verdes resident himself. On today's episode, we're going to get into industrial real estate. We're going to see how industrial has mirrored the housing market, some of Case's favorite things to do in the South Bay and Palace Verdes, and run through all things South Bay and real estate. We hope you enjoy the show. Case Dolan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be at the uh, the corporate headquarters of Manhattan Pacific here. HQ. The, glo- the global HQ for Manhattan Pacific. That's right. Well, great. Let me introduce you right. so the guests know who you are. This is Case Dolan, first vice president at CBRE, specializing in industrial and logistics. You work with occupiers and property owners throughout the San Gabriel Valley and West Inland Empire. You advise on all types of real estate transactions, including acquisitions, dispositions, developments, sale, leasebacks, leases, and lease renewals. Been at CBRE for almost 10 years now. You are a born and raised Palos Verdes resident who went to Cal Berkeley and currently live in Velmonte with your family. And of course, you and I besties since the beginning of time. Did I besties, get that right? Besties since Silver Spur Bronco elementary school days. Kindergarten. Right? Kindergarten days. Love it. Carpool. We didn't venture very far away. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. No, was, we came flying right it's, back it's, to it's the It's a hard nest. place to leave, right back to the nest here. We, we love it here. Well, good, yeah. man. Welcome to the show. We're excited. First guest. We got to talk about a lot. A lot. I'm excited. No, I think, like I said, we're like we've talked about. It. I think you're on to something fun here. I feel like I'm on the uh, like the Joe Rogan or one of these big. <laughs> That's time what I told podcasts, Sergio. You know, I'm like, I, we got to do the Joe Rogan experience when, here with Case. When I come back, I want like a sauna and a cold plunge, <laughs> plunge. and like all that. Break out the there. weed with Elon Musk. Yep. yep. Absolutely, dude. Well. Let's start first. I gave you the obligatory, you know, summary introduction. Why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? And we'll start from there. Just anything yeah. under the sun, whether you want to make it an elevator pitch or or you want to go and, and do a little bit more detail. Tell us about you and what you do. Yeah, no, from very kind of simplistic terms, I'm, you know, the Richard Haynes or trying to be the Richard Haynes of industrial real estate in kind of the San Gabriel Valley and Inland Empire. So we work with, you know, buyers, sellers, tenants, landlords, all throughout San Gabriel Valley, where kind of my bread and butter is most of my business. And then there's kind of a natural flow into the Inland Empire. You know, out there, we're doing more kind of tenant and buyer rep. But we work with kind of all across the board. We've got, you know, private clients that own, you know, five, 10,000 square foot buildings. And then we represent, you know, the big 
REITs of the world, the, you know, Prologis, Rexfords, you know, who've got, you know, 500,000, a million square foot buildings. So we kind of see activity from all across the board there, all types of users, all types of tenants. And it's been certainly a very interesting couple of years here. So I've been doing it for, you know, almost 10 years now. I've only seen this big, you know, I'm just seeing the good times here, right? So, you know, now, which we'll get into, it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, reaching kind of a somewhat of a turning point, maybe. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the surge quickly and then what you're seeing now. Obviously, the craziness, just like we saw here in the housing market, you kind of saw the same thing in industrial real estate. Everyone stayed at home. They were ordering from Amazon, you know, from any whatever, you know, online uh, retailer they could. And they all needed more industrial space. They needed to be able to deliver. What was that run up like? Was it like the run up we saw in the housing market? Was it the same? Was it crazier? Explain that. it, It was. I mean, so rewind you know, what, two, little over two years, right, to COVID. So what was that? March, right? Mm -hmm. March, April, you know, lockdowns come, everybody's at home and just everybody hit the pause button, right? Nobody knew what was going on. You know, some of our clients, they can't go into the, some of them can't go into the office. A lot of them got considered, you know, essential businesses, right? So Mm -hmm. they could keep going in. But nobody knew what to do. You know, the deals we had going at the time, if we had a lease out for signature, I'm just thinking back to like purchase and sale agreements that were out. It was, you know, whoa, you know, do we try to go back and retrade? What's going to be happening here? But you fast forward a little bit, it seems like. So again, kind of March, April, May, things pretty slow. And, you know, I feel like end of May, June 2020, I mean, it just hit the gas pedal. I mean, it just took off. Combination of what? Demand and just ultra low interest rates? Demand, yes. And then, you know, like you said, I mean, in very general terms, right? Everybody, you know, it just accelerated the whole e-commerce, right? It was already just at a crazy growth pace, right? And then you've got everybody who... You know, especially kind of the older generation, right, that had never maybe been ordering stuff on Amazon off their phones, right? Well, now everybody's sitting at home and you got to order everything off their phone. Nobody's going to the store. So that whole e-commerce world just shot through the roof, which, you know, in turns did good things for the industrial market. So we just saw, I mean, over the past two years, and it's, you know, very similar, I think, to what happened in the housing market, what I saw in the housing market, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, things are, you know, one deal, something inks, the next deal is, you know, on a lease rate, 10 cents a foot higher, on a sale basis, 10, 20, $30 a foot higher than the last deal. And it was hard to keep tabs of. I mean, you don't know in our world, we wouldn't price things on a lease basis or a sale basis. You just go out kind of TBD, right? Because you're kind of weighing where you're seeing the last deals, maybe ink, but you know, the demand is so good. You've got, you know, 10 offers on the building, right? And there's such limited inventory. You know, you had tenants just fighting over. 
You um, sound like a residential realtor right I, now, but no. talking commercial. Re- it's like, yeah. hey, we're only showing this house on Saturday between yep. two and five. We priced it at the last sale, but we know it's going to go over by 10 offers. Yep. So you're telling me you experienced literally the same e- thing. Exactly. The the, exactly the same thing. You know, I was lucky not to be in the housing market or looking for a house <laughs> right? over the past you two early, years. You were smart. E- e- yeah. So, but you know, from everything I was hearing, people looking to buy houses, obviously talking to you, it was it's exactly the same. It was exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same. So now fast forward to today, yep. we're seeing kind of this crest, at least in the residential market, especially nationally yep. and out of state. The South Bay's still been pretty strong. Are you starting to kind of see a peak? I know we're seeing a few homes in Rancho Palos Verdes start to sell at lower prices. Are you yep. guys seeing that peak and maybe things going down or is it still kind of fuzzy and just sales and leases are down? So right now, I mean, pricing is staying, it's stable. We haven't seen anything come down yet. With that being said, we're starting to see more inventory hit the market especially kind of in the smaller size range. So call it, you know, in our world under 50,000 square feet, right? 100,000 square feet. But, you know, similar to the housing market, our, you know, fundamentals are still very good, Mm. right? So Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, you've got a billion, literally just a little over a billion square feet of industrial product, right? So right now, our third quarter numbers just came out. I think in Los Greater LA, you got a billion square feet of industrial, and there's a 0.9% vacancy rate. So you're under 1%. That's insane. Yeah, on a billion square feet. That's amazing. Crazy. And then Inland Empire, which is its own market, you've got 600 million square feet. And I think the latest numbers, you got half a percent. Half a percent vacancy. of vacancy. And the numbers were below that. I mean, Inland Empire got down to, I think, 0.2% at one point earlier this year. And Greater LA was down to, you know, half a percent, maybe. So, you know, while we are starting to see a little bit of a softening, I think similar to the housing market, right? I mean, you're looking for a house and I know I, I live in Valmani, so I'm thinking of Valmani. Mm-hmm. There's... Very only few, a couple of houses any on houses the market, maybe sale. one, yeah. maybe two. You know, it's similar. So is pricing going to come down maybe a little bit in some instances, but, as, you know, more so for the bigger stuff, there's still such, such limited inventory. I think pricing is going to, you know, remain pretty stable for okay. a while. So then just to kind of put put a bow on this thing is going, yeah. you see all these realtors doing their TikToks and their Instagrams of like, no, there's not going to be a housing crash. Let me tell you why. And that's all silly and whatever. But it sounds like if industrials tracked kind of the same as the housing market yep. and you're laying out very solid facts, especially the vacancy number and no supply, even though interest rates are high and maybe deals don't pencil in industrial because vacancy rates are so low and there's such limited inventory, you don't see a crash on the horizon? You don't see people not being able to afford buildings anymore? No, I think, you know, again, it's just, it's supply and demand. That's what it comes down to. We're out of land in Mm -hmm. LA and now even in the Inland Empire, things are starting to push up into like the high deserts right now. So I think for that, you know, in LA, you've got 
you know, kind of your perfect storm for industrial, right? You got the population density, Mm -hmm. right? We're right next to the ports. You got the workforce. I mean, you can't duplicate that anywhere else. And then given that, like we said, you're out of land, so you can't build anymore. You know, we're at a supply constraint. So with those, you know, the fundamentals and kind of those factors coming into play, I think, you know, industrial for the next couple of years, you know, for the foreseeable future is, you know, a great kind of asset type to be in. And the e-commerce world, that's not going anywhere, right? I mean, that's just going to continue everybody. Yeah. I mean, you order everything. You don't know how to leave your couch these days, right? To order something off your phone. And that's at the end of the day, what drives our business. And look, if you're so, it sounds like you're still confident in industrial, whether you're bullish or not or the same, but I'm hoping housing follows industrial like it has the last couple of years because I go, if there's that low vacancy rate, no more room, I'm going, if housing rolls with that, I go industrial and housing. Are we somewhat linked because everyone just ordering from their phone and staying at home? Those might be linked where people are going into the office less and less. Maybe office isn't the place to be or retail. There's going to be less targets or Walmarts. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but going maybe it turns to more restaurants and things of that nature. Are housing and industrial linked? I don't know. It just sounds like it's been the perfect storm the last couple of years. And really, you can't fight the Fed once they yep. start hiking rates. But because we're unique here in Los Angeles, yep. we may be a little bit insulated from there. Yeah. That and I mean, fair. I think to your point, I mean, what COVID did, you know, for so, how many people are working at home now? Right. I mean, that's why we saw, I think, I, I don't know how many people I've talked to in the past two years, right, that have moved to Belmonte or Lanada Bay or somewhere mm-hmm. because they said, hey, I can work at home now. I don't sure. have to drive to, you know, Century City or downtown LA or wherever every day. Right. right? So now I'm, You're even working from home more, even in a hot market out in the the Inland Empire, right? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, before kind of COVID, I was working at home, you know, maybe a day or two a week Mm -hmm. right before, you know, for years I was going into Ontario, though, every day, right? You got to put in your time. You got to grind and you're out in the market every day. And I'm still going out into the market almost every day. But, you know, as far as working in the office, if I'm going to be out, touring or something, I'd, you know, get up, I'll work from home from seven to nine, I'll go out for a couple hours and I come home. And with, you know, with Emily, with the kids these days, you know, it's nice to be at home, you know, when I'm turning it off at whatever time, I don't have to get in the car and then drive an hour, two hours, depending on traffic home. And I think that's, you know, to what you can talk about, that's, you know, boosted the especially residential market Mm -hmm. here, right? In a big way. I had clients who go, maybe we want to stay in Manhattan Beach because we can hop on the 105. And then when their boss came out and said, you can work from home forever, they shot over to PV to get more land, more house, and, you know, all those factors that come with it. So, all right, dude. Well, interesting. Let me switch gears a little bit to the personal life. I know you a lot better than maybe most people do. And so we'll introduce on the podcast, you're a born and raised PV kid. You and I met in kindergarten. Boy, that's uh, what, like 32, 33 years ago, which is crazy. Don't want to even do that math now. Uh, Right? It's a long time ago. You were always the best athlete 
on the hill, bar none, people might not know that. Ex-hack uh, athlete. Uh, amazing, amazing. Football, basketball, baseball. You're still active today. Before we get into what you like to do in the South Bay, tell us a little bit about your journey to Cal. And then also going, hey, you got to live in a couple different places thanks to Cal and some sports items and kind of how it all came back to here. But, you know, tell us a little bit about your background in PV, off to college, and then how you landed back here. Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, born and raised, right? I mean, we were very, you know, as they say, hashtag blessed, right? To, to <laughs> yes, live, to grow blessed. up in Valmani, which I just absolutely, you know, I don't think we could have had a better childhood, right? Just absolutely totally. loved it. And then, you know, getting into college, you know, went away, went up to Cal for four years and absolutely loved my time up there. Berkeley's um, awesome. Yeah, it's a great little college town. You know, going up there, I knew absolutely nothing about that school. You know, just kind of went there for baseball purposes and loved it up there. I think from a young age, I mean, I remember like kind of in high school, I just, I love it here. I knew I wanted to live here eventually, right? I remember so, you told me because you were traveling for baseball. I yeah. can't remember the town. That you went for like summer baseball. Thomasville. Yes, Thomasville, Thomasville. North Carolina. North Carolina. And yeah. you came back to visit for like a week or so. And I saw you and you're like, I will never not live in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Granted, you loved your time at Cal and Northern yeah. California is an amazing place. We're obviously yeah. biased to California. Yeah. But I mean, tell us why. You ended up coming back, Hermosa Beach, to PV, all those type of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm the farthest that you can get from a worldly traveler, right? I've only lived in, yeah, Cal for four years, Thomasville for three months, four <laughs> months, whatever it was. I mean, Southern That's hospitality. That's all you needed to know, right? No, Southern hospitality is a real thing. Yeah. Like that, the people that were back there were so, so nice. I lived with a host family for the summer. Like imagine hosting a college kid just a in your house. Kid out yeah, of the they, at of one heart. point they went like they went on vacation for like two weeks. Just left me at the house, gave me keys to their car. <laughs> We're like, all right, you know, have fun. We'll see you in two weeks. Like, okay, unreal. Yeah. So I mean, just the nicest people. I just you know, growing up here around the beach. I love the beach. You know, everything from volleyball, surfing, swimming. I mean, Southern California in general, right? I mean, where else can you, as cliche as it sounds, I mean, get up, you know, I can go surf and then drive out to the, you know, biggest industrial market, you know, most booming industrial market in the world, yes. right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's just kind of, you know, perfect storm for me. And go to Crypto Arena and see a basketball game or watch the Rams at, at SoFi and then come back to Sleepy Town. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, for me, that's what I wanted to do. I mean, there's obviously so many other great places that you can live. And I, you know, there's you know, like everything in life, there's pluses and minuses to everything, right? But for me, this is always where I want it to end up. So you knew from a young age, it seemed like, or at least college. I knew. Yeah. Even after college, out. I was, you know, when we were finishing up, I was interning at Lee and Associates up mm -hmm. in Oakland. Yeah. And I just never, I knew I wanted to come back. So, you know, it crossed my mind maybe to dive into that a little bit, 
and stay up there and for a couple of years. But then at the end of the day, I was like, well, why am I going to build anything up here if I just want to move back down, you know, in two, three years, whatever it is. Totally. What's interesting to me is that pull back to here. And I hear that from people who were born and raised in Manhattan Beach and went to Maricosta. They want to come back, or at least a lot of people do. Or, you know, for instance, Sergio here is from Long Beach. He loves Long Beach. There's something about California and some of these communities where people pull back. And I think that's huge for real estate markets, at least housing markets, because there are towns where people are like, I got to get out of this town or I don't want to come back or there's no job opportunities. You just said it. Most booming industrial market in the country, if not the world. Plus, then you've got one of the most desirable places to live with weather. You've got surf. You've got trails to run. You've got major sports teams to go watch. You've got everything under the sun. I mean, shoot, you invited me over to your house a couple weeks ago because you had gone lobster diving right here some good lobster, off of some Malaga Cove and you crushed lobster some lobsters. We had some good lobsters. <laughs> We're going to get you out no there chance. one day. It no can, chance. I'm never swimming in the water like, at night. It can be your, your masagi for the year. <laughs> Richard, no. I'm going to get you in the water one time. No chance. I I like looking at the water. I don't like going in it. Okay. But that's what, yeah. look, I like looking at it, like hearing the waves. You like going in it. There's something for everyone. Let me, I've got a, a layman's terms type questions for you. Well, let's not do layman's terms, but let's shift to what intrigues you the most about investing in real estate, whether it is buying a house like the house you own now, or investing in a piece of industrial real estate, or I know you've looked around probably at duplexes and triplexes that you could invest in, and probably you even buying REITs in your stock portfolio. What's most intriguing to you? And then I have a follow-up question on maybe what you think is the the best investment decision, but what intrigues you about real estate in, in an investing stance? Well, I mean, from a very simplistic term, it's, you know, it, they're not making any more dirt, right? It's real estate. So there's only so much of it. So I think you also, you invest in what you know, right? So I'm in the industrial world, obviously. So, you know, yes, I would love to own something industrial, right? Just because that's what I do. And I think, you know, looking forward, I think there's always going to be a huge demand for it. Now living obviously in the South Bay, you know, getting into the multifamily duplex, mm-hmm. you know, triplex type deals. Like I know you deal a lot with sure. similar to something like that. Right. I mean, there's not you go out and look for something like that. There's not very many opportunities out there. Right. To mm-hmm. invest in. But if you're asking me or my wife, you know, where we want to put our money right now, it's, you know, you might get two separate answers, right? (laughs) Another house or uh, maybe a real estate, uh, you know, investment. Right. Industrial or REIT or or something like that. Well, then that leads me to the question I was going to have. If you had $2 million, if you had $1 million, whatever, let's say you had a pile of dry powder now or into the next 12 months, whatever you want to speculate, where would you put that money? Would you put it into improving your house or maybe doing a buying a move up house? Or are you would you be buying industrial or multifamily? Where would you put that dry powder in real estate right now? I mean, like we said, if if you're asking me this, you'll yes. get a different answer. Yes, from, I'm asking from Kristen, you. My wife. <laughs> so from a very personal standpoint, I'm 
you know, very lucky. I'm very happy with where I live right now, mm -hmm. right? We've, yes. as you know, we've done a couple improvements to our house. So we've gone down that road a little bit. So I would certainly lean towards and want to invest in real estate, right? Put that money towards real estate, whether it be industrial, which I would lean towards because right. that's, that's my world. Know. That's yes, what I you're know. you're an expert in that space. Yeah. So either that or, you know, the duplex, the triplex, something like that around here, mm -hmm. just because again, I'm from the South Bay. I know that world a little bit too, but right. I would love to own, you know, something industrial. And that's how we work with groups like a Panatoni, for example. They're a big you know, industrial real estate owner kind of throughout the world, right? But this guy, Carl Panatoni, who started the company, he just started by going around to friends and collecting, you know, raising, raising money. some money uh -huh, and uh -huh. going out in pine buildings. You buy a little building here, a little one there. You flip that into a bigger building and right. then voila, you're, you know, hugely, hugely real successful. <laughs> yeah. And it um, seems like you could just buy one building. I mean, he grew that, but if you pick off one industrial building and you hold it for 10, 20, 30 years, that might be in a retirement plan unto itself. Yeah. Would that be the case? Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, like you said, you, you hold that. Then if you want to, you know, kind of in our world, you know, the smaller stuff, a little bit more hands-on, right? You have a five, a 10,000 square foot building whether it's single tenant, right? You got one tenant in there, or maybe mm -hmm. it's chopped up into a couple units, right? You're a little bit more hands-on, like maybe it is with a, a triplex, yes. right? You got three renters who maybe are younger, are renting for the first time. So from a landlord perspective, from your perspective, there's a little bit more hands-on there, right? right? You're needing to fix stuff. You're getting calls from them all the time, right? Whereas if you're trading up in our world into a bigger building, mm -hmm. right, a 50,000 square foot building, you're then starting to deal with tenants that are a little more savvy, right? They've been in business for a while. Mm -hmm. They've leased buildings before. They have their business going very steady. There's some credit behind their business. Right. So it's less mm -hmm. hands-on. So, you know, obviously that's what you would kind of, you know, Type, like to keep going up right. the totem pole there, yeah, but you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I certainly cannot afford a 50,000 square foot industrial building <laughs> right now. So One day though. One day. Hopefully, if Kristen lets you put the money into we'll an get, industrial building. We'll get the Manhattan Pacific industrial uh, the commercial team. Commercial team in over here. <laughs> I think you've got it handled, dude. I know you've got it handled. Well, great. Let me, I'm trying to go back and forth between like South Bay and industrial. I'm going to do some rapid fire questions for you just okay. we know Lightning you're round. you're a cal graduate i'm going to ask you some personal questions that are local here to the south bay some college stuff etc rapid fire questions oregon ducks Oof. or the usc trojans Oof, that's a tough one <laughs> it's a hard one i'm leaning towards oregon only oh! i mean you know i grew up the sc guy i still got but i love seeing you guys lose ah! Still, just that's all the Trojans. You were a Trojan fan growing up and going to Cal. Yeah. Now that rivalry's there. Yeah. Oregon got, Ducks. I lean towards Oregon. Okay. If Oregon and SC are playing in football. I'm Oregon. You're taking Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Invest in stocks or invest in real estate? Uh, I mean, this is, that's a tough question. It's a tough right? question because I invest in both. 
Yeah, I mean, and if, I like both. Well, and and yeah, I mean, you can invest in stocks with you know, you need a whole other you know barrel of uh, of money to invest in real estate, right. right? So, in an ideal world, obviously both. Yes, but you know, I'd love to lean more towards real estate eventually. Sure, right. Of but course. then you know, and you know, we can talk about an hour later. You get into the REITs, and so mm-hmm. you can somewhat have you a little bit of both. REITs, which I know you buy REITs, which we can get into. Okay, yeah. here is a PV question: PV high or Peninsula Ooh. high? Well, I mean, we gotta stick with. Peninsula, Peninsula, right? I mean, it's that's just, your school. We've got the ex-star football <laughs> no, quarterback, high school quarterback, quarterback here. thrown into I the mean, mix. Co- MVP uh, team, MVP, all area. I mean, dear, dear clients, know that. No, you know I don't want them to know because I, I threw the ball like maybe ten times during stud. the year and I mean, threw Sergio, five this interceptions. This guy was a stud quarterback, cornerback no, back in no the day, chance. all that's, area. You're just I just handed the ball off to Legend. really good running backs. Okay, next one. Manhattan Beach Pier or Riviera Village? Ooh, I mean, I got to go Riviera now just because okay. that's where we, you know, I'm five minutes from right. Riviera. I mean, I think we, you know, we had our fun in, in Hermosa and Manhattan for, you know, the glory days back in our yes. 20s, yes. right? Before, you know, doing the the PV thing. But Riviera's got, you know, a bunch of good restaurants now. And it's so close for us. You take the e-bike down there and have yourself uh, a grand Look, And I think I actually love that answer because that, I mean, that shows how things appeal differently to other people. Because you talk to someone who lives in Manhattan Beach and they're picking Manhattan Beach all day long because yeah. that's what they love. You have that bias of you always knew you were coming back to PV and you go, I love driving five minutes right into Riviera. It takes me, you know, I, I it, Manhattan Beach was another time in my life. You probably do it differently if you live there with a family, but that's interesting to hear that, hey, Riviera Village is, is it for you. There, there's no loser in that. Th- there in really that isn't. No. So then here's then the next question. You do still play volleyball on the beach. For most, sometimes, maybe a yeah. little less with, you know, you're with your daughter more often and, and wifey. But if you're going to play volleyball, Hermosa Beach or Manhattan Beach? Ooh, that Manhattan. Yeah. I think Manhattan's just a little bit, you're a lot, little bit right more now. volleyball down yeah. there. I yeah. mean, that's where, you know, some of the people that we, that I know kind of more live down that way now. Right. And back in the day, I think that's, you know, we just played in the Marvin a couple of months ago. Yeah, right? the down Marvin, legendary. Beach. That was the first time I'd played volleyball in a long time. Manhattan Beach, so. How'd your shoulder hold up? Not well, not well. <laughs> still, still barking a little bit here. I love it, dude. Well, look, we've got, I want to kind of talk about uh, REITs that you brought up as well. You go, hey, look, we've got both stocks and real estate. But by the way, it's uh, you can invest in REITs. I don't want you to give in any insider information away that like you can't share with some of these clients. But I remember you and I talked probably during the pandemic and I was like, are you selling, you know, REITs? And you're like, no, I love Prologis. You know, I know back in the day you have held it. I don't know if you ha- have it now. Do you like REITs? Do you own REITs? Do you see a future for industrial REITs? Tell us kind of where you're putting your money there and if you still are. Yeah, no, I mean, like we've talked about, I love them. I mean, I Prologis, obviously that's, you know, the biggest, you know, industrial owner in the world, right? Prologis, Rexford, they are industrial and focused like only in Southern California. So they've been, 
you know, just gobbling up, it seems, everything over the past couple years here. You know, you can even buy index funds, mm-hmm. you know, for these REITs that have own a little bit of everything. You know, your Prologis, you know, you got cold storage, right? And I think, you know, just going back to where, you know, where's this thing going over mm-hmm. the next mm-hmm. 5, 10, 50 years, right? I always think there's going to, when I got into industrial, you know, it might have been my dad or somebody else said, well, you're always going to need you're always going to need a place to store, store things products, or make things. Food, yes. Right? Make I mean, them. there's mm-hmm. there's no getting around that. I think for a long time, you know, like we've said for the past couple of years now, industrial is now the bell of the ball, right? right. You know, for a long time, it was office might have mm-hmm. been a little more sexy, right? right? Or retail. And that certainly has shifted over the past couple of years. So, I mean, you know, now what in the stock market, I try not to even to look at that thing. Anymore, <laughs> right. I mean, hammer those re- yeah, industrial reach yeah, right now. I mean, I don't even know where they're sale. at, but yeah, I mean, and I think- And it's interest rates hurting them at some point. If you believe interest rates will come down again, industrial is just going to keep on cranking where you look at office and go, there's a lot of, a lot of headwinds. And I mean, office. yeah, and that's, you know, with the interest rates, you know, that's a topic in itself right now. But that, you know, from what we're seeing, I mean, the capital markets is just getting hammered right now with kind of what interest rates has done, right? There's everybody's kind of a lot of groups just kind of hitting the pause button right now. With that, it's interesting. I mean, that that doesn't only affect, look, if you're looking to buy, if you're running, you know, Manhattan Pacific is looking for an industrial building, right? And you want to buy a building. Yes, it obviously affects you because of your interest rate, right? right? But if you're a company looking to grow or, you know, invest in your you know, assembly line or workforce, you can't, you know, you got to go out and get a loan and you can't, so you can't go get that loan. You're at whatever percentage. So you can't invest that money into your business right now. Mm -hmm. So that's been affecting the little bit of pullback and uncertainty with a lot of tenants that are out in the market right now looking for space. So interest rates certainly playing a big part, not only in the, you know, capital that's coming in, buying things in the market, but just also for, you know, everyday companies that are trying to run and grow their business. Absolutely. So that certainly have an effect on us. It sounds the same thing in the housing market. Yeah. I'm going to kind of wrap things on the show here with more personal PV things, a couple questions. I love seeing you and Emily in the neighborhood. You're the smartest guy around. I know a lot of people have them. Electric bike. Yeah. You and your daughter on the electric bike cruising the neighborhood. What are some of your favorite things to do, whether it's in your neighborhood of Velmonte or generally around PV or cruising down to Riviera Village? What are your favorite things to do that maybe people wouldn't know about who are thinking Mm. about buying into the Palos Verdes housing market? I don't know things that people might not know about, but I mean, it's just getting back to, I mean, there's just so many things to do around here with the kids, right? Like you said, the the e-bikes are so great to go from where we are, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit of a hill yeah. getting down, you know, especially if you got a kid in the back, mm-hmm. if you got March and Reese in the back of your bike, we <laughs> got to get you work. on one of those. Yes. But just, you know, go down to the beach, hanging out at the beach, going Mm -hmm. over to, you know, PV Little League. And, you know, there's always there's a soccer game going on. There's baseball going on. The Mm -hmm. snack shack's open. There's so many trails, you know, horse trails around that you get to walk around. Sure. I mean, it's just, you know, getting back to it. It's just just love it. There's so many things to do. And from us, from a very personal standpoint, I mean, it's so fun now 
to be able to, you know, you go out to Valmani and we see how many people do you, you see, see that like you grew up with? Yeah, that you grew up with. And then the kids are the same age and and you get along. Yeah. And it's, it's so much fun. And it's so much fun to see, you know, our, you know, lucky to have so many good people we've known for so long, went to high school with and, you know, are now, you know, parents mm-hmm, and sure. you know, running, you know, successful businesses. And it's, you know, a lot it's of special. And oh, by the way, new people who I mean, I talked to people from West L.A. And when we moved from Silver Lake, having no idea what we were getting into. And they're like, we love this community and all the newcomers as well. Yeah. Who, well, then we're big fans. Exactly. So then you mix it in with, yeah, people from the East Coast and coming from elsewhere that you're talking to. And it's just a, it's a great mix of just really, really great people. And we love it. I'm with you. And then so to wrap up, final question. You live in Belmonte now in Palos Verdes Estates. You know PV pretty darn well, as we talked about. I always tell clients, this isn't your forever home, especially when it's a first home or a second home and you got young kids, things change. Where it, it would be your dream location, let's say later on in life, final home, is it still in Belmonte or are you going to Montemalaga with a view? Are you on the backside of the hill over by Portuguese Bend? Do you want a view of the harbor? Is Belmonte your end-all be-all or where is your dream location Ooh, in PV? That's a good hard-hitting question there. I don't know. I mean, I could see, I think Belmonte for raising, you know, with the kids is great. Certainly somewhere in the South Bay. I could right. see us maybe going back down, you to know, the beach? Like, like with Dick and Julie. Yeah. Now. They got strands. their nice little strand uh-huh. beach house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you see know. yourself going back to the strand and living that life after kids. Maybe. What um, about then, a bluff house in Lanata Bay? That's it. Yeah. You got your nice views. What about and, way up on New York Hill off, you know, Via Visalia and La Cresta and get those big views of the Queen's necklace? There's the dream, right? You're like, and I guess just, there's, maybe there's no wrong answer. There's no, no wrong right or answer. Wrong answer. And I think, you know, like we said, I think there's just so many great little spots in, you know, where we are in the South Bay in general. And I think whether you want to be in the middle of the action and down in Manhattan, Hermosa, Redondo right now, or, you know, what's nice for us. I mean, every time, you know, you're you're obviously in a little suburb here. I mean, we're in our own little bubble, Mm -hmm. right? Where it feels like it's a little quieter. We're a little away from everything, which right. some people like and some people don't like, of right? Mm-hmm. We know so many people, obviously, that live down in Manhattan, Hermosa, yeah. and, and love it. They the love to be able Redondo. to- it's, they, Yeah, there's yeah, so they, many great places. Yeah, they love to be able to walk to the beach, walk to restaurants, yes. and you know, go get a drink. Or So, like we're talking about, there's no right or wrong answers anywhere here. Totally. Well, Case, before we let you go, you are the master of industrial real estate here. People may want to get in touch with you. Tell us the best way to get in touch. Name, phone number, all that jazz. We got just, you know, find me cruising around Belmonte. <laughs> Pete Palace Verdes Little League or down at the, the beach club on Wednesday night. Um, awesome. Know, I just got, yeah. Call just, me and I'll put you guys in touch. Yeah. It's, it's Case with CBRE. Google your name. Google it'll it. pop up and yeah. it'll be great. Case, thank you for joining us. Thanks for the insight on industrial. Thanks for the insight on the South Bay and PV. Let's have you back again. Yeah, this was fun. Like, you know, like we talked about, I think you're on to something 
fun here. And I think people, you have people on from the community to talk a little bit about how, you know, what they're doing and how that runs in line with, you know, the residential market in the community. It's been fun. Thanks totally. for having me. Thanks, dude. All right, man. I'll see you later this afternoon at the park. At Marchie's house. That's right. All right, dude. Good one. See ya.